What's up, folks? It's your bored Arab housewife here, Abu. Uh, Neda is in BC. She's abandoned me, so now I'm recording this episode on my own, even though I hate solo podcasts. Um, I think there's no point. They make me uncomfortable, and that's why I've decided to do it. You know, people always say, do what you love. If you find what you love, you never work a day in your life me i'm uh a more uh, more of the kind of the self-torture kind of guy i'm sadistic in that way so no thank you i'd rather you know do this this format which i hate so much um so yeah i'm, I'm gonna get a give it a go i've uh i'm thinking of like bill burr he's he does this format and i think he's one of the funniest people ever but i even hate when he does it uh there's one time i heard this one girl uh i i found her on you know an, an app we don't have to name but she had a podcast i was super curious and i was like okay let's give it a listen so i ended up playing it and it was basically just 20 minutes of like affirmations of just like not like not motivating you to do anything if anything it was like m- making you feel better about not uh, accomplishing anything <laughs> it's like you are okay it's not your day you know yeah, just it was along that vein of like, don't worry about it. You're just resting now, and it was all about like you know this is just the beginning, you know the silence before the storm and all that good stuff, you know. But I I could probably just listen to that every day and just you know build myself to be like no no tomorrow, tomorrow is the day. But uh, yeah, I listened and I ended up listening to all 20 minutes. I hated it all, but she I don't know what it is. She pulled me in. She got me. You know, so I'll respect to her. Uh, She wins there, I guess. Um, Yeah. Her podcast was like very much almost like she was like a therapist, a therapist podcast. You know, it was like, I don't need to get a therapist. I listen to this podcast. Whereas for for this podcast, it's more like I don't have to get a therapist because I'm recording this podcast. You know, I just I'll just use this podcast as a therapist mind uh, as, as a as therapy instead i think that's the best move um my benefits are really i actually signed up for my the shittiest benefits at my company uh thinking for some reason that it would you know still cover like your basic you know first world needs if we're being honest the first world needs but uh it wasn't the case it was very much dis- the the value pack like you're you're pretty much getting nothing and i I wonder how much i'm paying them because i'm really i really am not getting much um pretty much all they cover is like drug plans so i think the move might just be like (laughs) just uh, getting prescribed for as many drugs as possible and then selling them to my friends because or uh, high school students whatever pays better but I think that's the only way I could possibly make my money back on this on this uh, benefits plan. I think that's the only move. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I oh yeah, appreciate the people who listened to the last one. I think I, we have a solid thirty-one listeners right now. I'm being being exact. One person, one of my friends, she told me that you know she thought oh, I'll just give it a listen before going to bed, and apparently. Uh, my voice was oddly soothing, um, which is something I've been told a lot growing up. That I have a storytelling voice, like a, a, but not like actually not even a storytelling voice. It was like a, it's like a bedtime storytelling voice, 
which when people tell me, I, th I feel like they're telling this to me like it's a compliment, but definitely isn't. Like, <laughs> you're, you're telling me that my voice puts you to bed. That's what I'm hearing. But, you know, I'll go with it. You know, it's a comforting, it's a comforting voice. I think maybe it helps with making friends when traveling. I know some people who have, like, super, like, super harsh voices. And, you know, those, like, you know, they don't, they don't even smoke, but it sounds like they do. <clears throat> so at least I don't go at that. Um, I have this one girl that, not girl, she's a woman. A woman at this uh, restaurant next to us I went to growing up. Like a classic, small, you know, cheap diner. And uh, she was someone at the front. She was one of those people with, like, the synthesizer things on her throat because she smoked too much in her life. So, like, would you like extra fries with that? And uh, I, I did, but now I don't. Okay? <laughs> I seem to have lost my appetite. I can't say why. Uh, anyways, folks, that's what we call punching down because I'm an asshole. <laughs> so, for this podcast, guys, it's really going to be no format, similar to the last one. Um, the only difference is instead of, you know, leading with the whole, you know, this is a po great podcast, uh, to, to listen to whenever you have some free time, I think we're just going to be pivoting to, you know, great podcast to listen to when you're trying to go to bed. Okay. We are a, a, sl a sleep. What is it called? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, sleep aid. We are the number one sleep aid podcast in suburban Cambridge. Okay. So uh, listen up. Um, and, uh, you don't have to count sheep. I'll count sheep for you. Okay. One sheep, two sheep, three sheep, four sheep, five sheep, six sheep, seven sheep, more. This is actually the cadence. I count sheep. I used to do that, but I used to, I mean like literally like a couple years ago, I would try to count sheep to go to bed. Uh, and, uh, my intrusive thoughts, I didn't give a shit about the, the sheep. They're like, what are you doing? We're still going on back here. <laughs> we, we can still exist while you're counting sheep, buddy. Nice try. In the moment I get too tired to count, then my intrusive thoughts would be like, ha ha, told you. We back, bitches. Um, so that's why I started listening to podcasts, much like this one. What I would recommend I, I, is also do not drive while listening to this podcast. We don't want you very dangerous. Don't want you falling asleep behind the wheel, unless you're listening to this podcast in uh, like you know 2036 or something where you have everything's just self-driving vehicles. In which case, you know, listen away, take a nap, enjoy your ride. Okay. Um. So I don't really have uh, anything particular to talk about today. Um. I had a couple ideas. I mean, one I just had a random thought while working out today. You know, I felt pretty good about myself. I was like flexing in the mirror. I was like, hell yeah. And I do what I always do. I'm like man, I should post this on Instagram. People need to see this. Hell yeah, you know? Throw, throw a little thirst trap out there. And then realizing that, uh, you know, getting off that, that dopamine high of working out and realizing, no, nah, probably not the best idea. There's always, because there's always like, you know, you take the photo, you're like feeling good. And then like just scrolling through the photos and trying to decide which one your apps have the most definition in, you know? And then, uh, and it's, it's just like that whole the middle step is like really, <laughs> uh, really stops me every time. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Why do I give a shit? So then I like so I just basically have what I'm saying is I have a million shirtless photos on my phone <laughs> and the, and they're just for me. OK, sorry, guys. All right. Um, 
but uh, I also realized that uh, how fit I am has, or no, how, how good I feel about my fitness has nothing to do with how I actually look. Um, yeah, everything to do with my confidence level on that given day. So if I'm like feeling, if I'm feeling myself that day, I'm like, damn boy, look at you. Look at that definition. I can see a couple abs there, you know? And then, you know, when the, I'm feeling like shit about myself, I'm like, oh, the abs are only half full, you know? I'm like, oh, only a couple abs. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little, so I just learned to, <laughs> you know, the days I'm feeling shitty, just leave the shirt on. Know? This is why I don't need a therapist. I have my coping mechanisms. <laughs> I figured it out, guys. All right? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Another thing that really motivates me while working out, it's been really nice, actually, is my nephews, you know, because they're around a lot because they're, they're moving into a new place with their mom. But so they, they there's like this transitionary period. So the nephews are around a lot. So whenever I'm working out, they get to see it. You know, it kind of feels good. I get to be like a positive influence, like showing them, you know, me working out because you know it's not very it's not a very egyptian thing like you know working out we love carbs and then we love to sit down we love to take all the energy from those all the sugary sweets and the, the all the 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 carb fueled meals and we like to do absolutely nothing with it we like to sit on our asses with it and watch an arab drama okay or actually mostly actually nowadays it's a turkish drama um but, uh, yeah, I have them kind of working out with me, like, you know, it's like half-ass, but they're there, kind of like, a little, you know, like, you know, a little bit of motivation there. Um, and then, they, you know, they gave me compliments about how strong I am and stuff, so that's, that's pretty good, you know? Which is, I know they mean it, too, because the kids don't pull punches, okay? Like, my, my nephew, my one nephew, Malik, does not give a shit. Like, he, when I first got a man bun, he's like, why does Abdul have a girl's haircut? You know, random stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Or uh, one time I, uh, there was a time in my life where I lost some muscle because I, I had a, I gained a bunch of muscle because I was going through this whole depression diet and it was a dep depressed time in my life, which meant that I looked fantastic. Okay. And um, after that, you know, I started feeling better about my life and everything. <laughs> so naturally I lost uh, some of the muscle. Yeah, I got a little bit pudgier. Okay. And uh, he was like, what do you say? He's like, why did you lose so much muscle? Or like, he's like just commenting on my body. Just, you know, just uh, body shaming pretty much. But uh, yeah, it's weird when you <laughs> realize like for a little bit there, I was like, I gotta, I gotta I'm gotta, i show this kid. I'll show this six year old. I, I'm like working, I'm doing pull ups. I'll, I'll show him. <laughs> when you're trying to appease a six-year-old kid yeah that's my life so i wasn't really sure what th thing of substance i would uh i would talk about on this podcast um i know you all come here for you know your top tier corporate management information but i think since it's mostly just my my friends listening here well it's actually all just my friends i <laughs> There's no strangers listening to this podcast. Someone's just coming by it. Um, I thought maybe I'd touch on uh, one of my trips, which is in uh, which was in Guatemala. One of the things I did when I was traveling through Guatemala is I left. I, I basically just take notes in whatever country that I'm traveling in, and it's basically just like I go through and 
Um, it's like almost like just thoughts that I have while I'm traveling um, or realizations that I have or, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I, one of my posts for Guatemala, I, I labeled it Thoughts in Guatemala. And I listed a bunch of stuff. So, and some people were asking about like the background info, some of the things. So, you know, maybe I'll just go through that right now. This will be a great thing to fall asleep to if that's your plan. So let's do it. Um, first thing, be wary of good first impressions can only go down from here. So something I found in most of my life is I've been pretty strong with first impressions and I've been, I've been, str I struggle to maintain that afterwards. And, you know, you get like the excitement of meeting someone for the first time and almost like reinventing yourself while traveling. Uh, you get to kind of be whoever you want to be and, um, and, or not by who, you know, who you want to be. It's typically like your genuine self, you know, like because you're not worried because it's a stranger. Um, and I found myself, uh, and I've always kind of had this, like I'm really good with first impressions, but sometimes then I get a little tired. Uh, and especially, you know, when you're traveling, when you're saying bye to someone or the, you know, the, your last moments with someone, your last day or two with someone, you know, you're not that same person you were when you first met them. And uh, it's something I was, I was struggling with. And now I kind of make more of an effort to try to try to bring that energy, try to bring. And a big part of it for me is like pl playfulness. Like I'm very, I'm very much um, when I'm on, I am a playful person. So trying to trying to maintain that basically, trying to stay as playful as possible because that's when I'm having the most fun, and that's when the people around me are having the most fun because they can tell I don't give a fuck. So they don't have to give a fuck. They can take risks. They can say whatever they want. You know, they can make a bad joke and, you know, because they can see me clearly making bad jokes. So, yeah, that's where that came from. Uh, the next thing, uh, some days you're just not feeling it and that's okay. Uh, so some days you're not going to feel playful. You're not going to feel like on your shit. Um, I'm still struggling on how to uh, recover from these sort of days, but you know, I think one big step is just like accepting it um, and also letting the people know, you know, at least if you're with people that you trust and you can be vulnerable with, which a lot of times I was doing with people I trusted while I was traveling, um, especially my friends Alon and Aiden <laughs> that I made while traveling, you know, like letting them know, like, yeah, you know, I'm not really, I'm not basically, well, actually in a lot of cases they could tell, like when Alon asked me like, hey man, is everything okay? And I just, you know, let them know after. Yeah, that was, uh, I was just struggling the last few days, but then I was able to kind of come back from that, you know? But actually him just checking in on me helped a lot too. Um, another thing, stop haggling with the locals. It's like 50 cents, idiot. And that one's pretty straightforward. But like, I basically made an effort to stop. You know, it's everything. It's like the Arab in me is like, no, you gotta, you gotta argue with everything, you know, with every tuk-tuk driver, whatnot. But just, uh, it came down to it like I was working while traveling too so I was like ma still making money while traveling especially considering how cheap everything was so I was like you know these people need this money more than I do so just like whatever whatever the for almost always whatever the first price is that they gave unless it was like ridiculous like a stupid amount then it's like yeah just go with it um, a bit of free cheese for new friends goes a long way um, I met some uh, lovely uh, Swiss people in uh, a hostel in Guatemala, this party hostel. Uh, but uh, the way I met them is I finished 
going to with some other I was with some other friends at this like really bougie cheese restaurant wine and cheese restaurant way too expensive for being a place in the middle of nowhere um in guatemala like just really odd like you really had to hike there and then the middle of nowhere was like this beautiful place but then like super expensive one cheese like where this the cheese all has like a story and you know they he had we had this huge spread where some of the cheese was like up to two years old um or aged for two years which i guess is a long time um, it was delicious though, and there was a lot of leftovers. I got a, you know, pretty much all the leftovers, uh, which was sweet for the, for, you know, the people I was with were very generous in that way. Uh, and then I took those leftovers. I found uh, these group of Swiss people, uh, and I was like, hey, do you guys like cheese? I didn't know they were Swiss at the time, <laughs> and uh, but they were Swiss, so of course they love cheese. And I gave it to them. They were super hyped about it. Um, and then for a while, I was a cheese man. <laughs> <laughs> though i don't they i think they they kept forgetting that it was me who gave them the cheese um because i think they were just focused on the cheese they were just looking at the cheese so which means you know they probably enjoyed it pretty thoroughly um but what was dope is i ended up uh like i hung out with them for the next not not like the whole time but like you know here and there for the next uh, few days it was, it was pretty sweet um and then when i was working in columbia this one hostel i hear I'm like i'm just working away and I hear someone say Abdu, and I look up, and it's like one of the the Swiss people that I had met, uh, which was fucking awesome. So I got to hang out with them for like the next few days in uh, in Colombia, and, and introduce them to a couple of like Alan and in uh, Eden, who are really close friends I made while traveling. So it's, you know, like it was kind of cool being able to travel and bring you know two friend groups together. That was that was a dope experience. Now you guys get why I am a <laughs> a bored Arab housewife, okay? I'm living these dope-ass experiences, and now I'm here. I'm restless. No, nah, but, you know, I love it. No, I still love it here. It's all good. <laughs> I'll stop whining. All right. Um, Got to slow down on the audiobooks to properly digest them. Man, I went through, I think it was, like, 25 audiobooks last year. I was listening to them instead of podcasts. Now I'm on a po- podcast kick. I constantly switch between the two. Uh, but I listened to some dope fucking um, audiobooks, but um, I was going through them too quickly, and especially when you listen to them passively, you miss a lot of the lessons, especially when it's the self-help ones. I, li- I listened to the self-art of not get wait sorry the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I ended up listening to it like three times just because like I felt like I was missing stuff, but um, it was dope, so I definitely listened to it again. Um, actually, in some some. Uh, <laughs> Some of the the audiobooks I didn't like actually I sped up because I was like okay I just, just want to get through this I couldn't get through the power of now even though that was like the hippies handbook so shame on me um, let's see my form of balance is living in both extremes I just touched on this <laughs> I was traveling for forever and now I'm back here and it's just like. And I'm, I live a pretty uh, simple life when I'm back home. You know, it's just like working during the weekdays because I'm also helping my dad with his company. And then going full, not full tilt, <laughs> but sometimes actually full tilt on the weekends, like this past weekend. Um, so, uh, but yeah. That's, uh, that way you enjoy the extremes more, you know what I'm saying? Every, if everything is just like, meh, just a mediocre amount of whatever then it's like whatever you know i, I want to either go full chill mode or full party mode okay you know without 
you know, while staying safe, of course, folks. Hiking doesn't suck. Cross country and track have just trained me to focus too much on the finish line rather than the journey. Okay, so this is, um, so I, I, I grew up running, you know, it was, I think at the age of, I think I was grade seven or eight. Um, I remember being friends, like I was close with Chris Lowe and Chris Lowe, for those who don't know, I'm sure most of you know, is my best friend. He was so fucking talented. Okay. He's literally the most talented guy at our school. Um, peaked early, but <laughs> he, um, was the best at track and field at pretty much like every event. Uh, he made every team that he wanted to just like super athletic guy, you know? Um, and like the first, the, you know, first draft, whatever, I don't know. So I basically had like nothing. And then randomly one time, I think it was in grade eight. I just had like this sort of like breakout race, um, and realized, Oh shit, I'm good at long distance running. And then it kind of just like took off from there. Um, and uh, I ended up being on scholarship for cross country and and whatnot, but that kind of fucked up my relationship with with running in general. Um, and also, I didn't realize also fucked it up with hiking. So I would go hiking, and I would just be like, "Yeah, the point is get to get to the end, right?" And then I'd just be like trying to go quickly, and uh, that's all that mattered to me is getting to the viewpoint or you know getting the the trek over with. And you know I wouldn't s stop and smell the roses. So I struggled with that for a while, and. Um, Something I got to do in in Guatemala doing the Acatenango hike, which is the volcano hike there, is I got to take things uh, slow. I had to take things slow. We had, we had a guide who was bringing us up who also the Guatemalan guides, I swear to God, they're superhuman. Like I've heard, um, I've heard of them literally uh, carrying people on their backs up the, up the mountain just to, to help them get there when like people are too exhausted but you know you can't just leave them so they're literally carrying a pack and a human and then another pack and like it's insane like and they're not also they're not wearing hiking boots either they're wearing like some of them are wearing like literal like like uh knockoff timberlands you know like work boots like it's it's crazy they're they truly are superhuman um but yeah i was forced to go slow and I told myself I'd go slow. I just, and I, I had a couple of really cool people on the hike and I just chatted with them on the way up. I just got to enjoy that conversation. I didn't even need to put an audio book in. It was, it was super nice. So I feel like my relationship with hiking is, uh, is getting better thanks to that. Um, all right. Eating an almond Snickers bar before bed is not necessary, but much preferred. Uh, I was just on a, on a kick. I was working out a bunch. And I'm, I always have that as my excuse. I need to eat something sweet before bed, okay? That's been that case for the last, like, three years. Um, so, yeah, there's really not more to say about that one. I just fucking love almond Snickers. You can find a one-day gym pass almost everywhere. Um, that's just, you know, I'm just trying to let you guys know that. I still lift, you know? Yeah. Um next thing if i don't want to do something then just blame it on your lower back this was my favorite excuse when i was traveling um people like oh you want to do this or you want to do this thing I'm like oh, oh i want to i want to oh, oh do you want to do this cliff jump do you want to do that oh like oh it's my lower back i can't you know and being almost 30 at the time it was the perfect excuse because most of the people were like early 20s mid 20s and they're like oh yeah he's old whatever and people in my age are like oh yeah bro i get it i got back pain too and even though when it was unrelated, they're like, um, hey, do you want to, 
I don't know. <laughs> you want to go to this place for lunch? Ooh, I can't. That's my lower back. <laughs> um, yeah, so great excuse for anything you want to get out of, you know. Just, uh, you can blame your lower back. Uh, Guatemalans are nicer than we deserve. Yeah, so this was just like... I, I, I didn't understand it, to be honest. Like, they were all so friendly. Even the ones that weren't getting anything out of you. Um, a lot of times they also wouldn't try to, to scam you. Um, everyone was just super friendly. I'm, I'm, I'm like surprised because a lot of times you go to touristy places and the people, a lot of times, they're, you know, they're, they're like, this is our home and you're just here to, for whatever. But I think a lot of them are appreciative maybe that like we're putting kind of tourist dollars into uh, the town. I'm not really sure what it is, but, or, you know, they're just kind hearted people. That's really what I, I'm going to leave it, leave it at. They were dope. So I was, I was like, in terms of like quality of people, Guatemala is it. They got it. Um, the only way I'll learn Spanish, Spanish is if I live with a Guatemalan family for a month. Uh, this is something that I struggled with. I, I sucked at Spanish. I'm so bad. I mean, I sucked. I grew up trying to learn Arabic and I was put in Saturday school and Sunday school, grew up in an Arab household, went back to summer vacations for Egypt. And you know what? Anytime I do go to Egypt, you know what they still call me? Egnebi, which means foreigner in uh, Arabic. So I was hopeless. I was hopeless from the beginning. I got my dad's brain for uh, for for learning languages, okay? My dad still sounds like, Abdo, does the bus stop here? I don't know exactly. You know, it's like I, I didn't stand a chance. So, um, I would have to live with a family for at least a month and maybe then I'd be good. And I knew people that lived with a family for like two or three months and they got lessons for like five hours a day, like literally a full-time job just to learn Spanish. And they still felt very meh about their, uh, about their knowledge. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, what a crazy commitment. And the last one. Words have more weight with strangers than you think, especially when accompanied by eye contact. Honestly, this could this one could just be me projecting um, onto things, but um, I felt like you know, you, especially when traveling, you know, with with people that you love, you know, you can always you always kind of have time to make up for it, right? Like if you felt like oh, I could have been um, a better listener that time, or I could have been better at this this time or i shouldn't have said that you can always like make it up on the next time you see them right uh or you can just shoot them a message and be like hey um sorry you know wasn't all there today blah blah, blah or sorry i did that you know and it's a lot easier with people that are in your life like really close friends or, or your best friends or family because they're they are going to be there and also they're going to understand kind of where you're coming from so something i found that I wanted to get better with when traveling is making my interactions as uh, meaningful as possible. Um, and, um, and understanding that my weight, <laughs> my weight has words, my words have weight, right? So that's the whole kind of premise of it is, you know, I'm only with this f person for a little bit, but even though I'm with them for this finite amount of time, it, uh, it doesn't mean that I can't make an impact on them, on setting their, even it's just improving their night, but it could also mean improving the rest of their, um, the rest of their trip or something, you know, a good interaction that, that they'll hold on to for the rest of their, uh, for the rest of their life. Right. Um, and a lot of times I did this, this is how I made a lot of sort of my, uh, 
you know, really meaningful connections where I found a kind of a common bond with people that I met while traveling. And something I've always struggled with is eye contact, but forcing myself to, to use that and kind of really holding, you know, holding on to that moment with, with someone. Um, yeah, I think one, I feel like you're all wondering like, okay, like this sounds all very kind of like, um, floofy kind of stuff. Um, you're probably wondering like, what's a specific story? Like one thing I'm thinking of is one of my really, I consider a close friend now that I made while traveling. Um, so Eden and alone, but it, uh, it took a while for <laughs> the, it to take, uh, that, that relationship to take because we initially like just happened to be on the same bus together. And then we took like, we shared like a taxi at the end of the journey because we we're like, Oh, we're both at this point. Might as well share a taxi. Uh, and then we just kept running into each other. And it was only like the third time where Alon was like, Hey, you want to like play this game with us or whatever. And then I ended up playing this, like this weird, this weird kind of kickball-y game uh, on the beach and had a great time and it was I remember we were you know after that we were cooling off in the water and uh, we were just chatting about you know, it so um, Alon and Eden are from Israel and, and with, with that means that they had to go through like the army and everything in, in Israel uh, and I kind of got to like share with him a little bit about you know struggles of my relationship with Israel growing up being you know, growing up Muslim and stuff like that. And um, just being able to kind of talk to an actual Israeli person and, and connect with them and us both kind of sharing openly um, and understanding that we're both, you know, <laughs> we're both humans and we're not like, it's like not hateful people. We're not trying to hate and, you know, understanding what a shitty situation that is and, you know, kind of like it is what it is. And, and kind of being able to humanize someone on on the other side of this uh, conflict that I've you know heard so much about and even avoided hearing about too, like while growing up, it was uh, it was really nice. So I think that that's kind of like something I really held on to. I can't tell you, I can't, I can't even remember the exact words that we shared, but I remember the sentiment. And uh, yeah, there was that there was some weight to it. What that ended up leading to was we you know we ended up hanging out so much in this town called Mazunte this hippie town in uh in Mazunte um that we were like we're going to see each other again in the future and we like you know made a we made an effort uh and and basically like they it was like a couple months later they were in Colombia and I went from Guatemala to Colombia and ended up spending 3 weeks with them and it was just it was just fucking awesome, you know, being able to, but you're basically traveling with close friends at this point, you know each other so well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was sweet. And probably also going to see him again. Well, not probably, I am going to see him again, but maybe even the next few months, whether that is, you know, in, in Israel or Egypt or the Netherlands, because we also have a, another friend who's holding a music festival there and he might help build the set. So I might go attend that. So we're just trying to figure that out right now, the logistics. But, you know, we're uh, we're still tight, which is which is awesome. Anyways, folks, I think that is it for today. Um, <laughs> I think the solo episodes are probably going to keep to 30 minutes. I don't think there's any reason for me to be talking to myself for any longer than that. I hope at this point you have managed to fall asleep um, and not behind the wheel. 
Uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you had at least a couple of chuckles. Hope you learned a little bit of something about me and maybe even about yourself and uh, maybe even enticed you to, you know, go solo travel a little bit or something. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Peace out.